first step ever podcast and i am ishani nigam your host and producer of the podcast this podcast is made for all the disruptors around the globe who know that they are made for something for that one thing but fear of embarrassment fear of rejection the fear of fear itself holds us back at some point in time but hey those are the only milestones that if we cross we are there to take our first steps so welcome on this journey with me where i interview people from across the globe so that they can share their story their challenges and you know that even you can surpass yours well what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever here we are again with another amazing soul a guest speaker someone who's here to explain that why your own choices in life are so important and why you should always listen to your heart he did not have a normal trajectory in his career it was unconventional and you will understand more about it from going through food technology it to career counselor and now even a book writer there's lots that he has covered i'm sure he has a lot of for us to share that how did he choose that path or maybe the path chose him and how did he take up the challenge so everyone who's listening to me please welcome ralph snyder all the way from melbourne australia hi ralph welcome on my first step ever uh thanks sashani good to be here i'm excited to have you here and just to give everyone a overview of ralph ralph is a qualified certified and experienced career counselor and also called as career development practitioner who assists people to search for work now that's very very important help that you're providing out there he currently runs a private career counseling practice named career genie and he is a member of the victorian government workplace incidents consultative committee he's a member of asparagus victoria coaching and co-design committees now he has i think a lot of accolades that he has won through his career so far and he's been a really important figure there helping shape many life who are looking for a job who are looking for the exact work that they would really want to you know go out and prepare for so how did you manage the transition from school to uni oh okay well actually i didn't do very well i failed at the final year of school and i repeated it and even when i repeated i didn't do very well i had no idea what i wanted to do in those days there was no career counseling or very little um schools there was virtually no help at all maybe if i would have asked there might have been help but i they certainly didn't tell us then so what i did was i just looked at the courses that i had to, enough of a score to get into and because my parents were very strong on education and and when i looked at them one of the courses the food science and technology stood out to me because a lot of chemistry and biology and i thought that i liked chemistry and biology looking back now i actually was good at and liked maths that was my thinking at the time and that's why i chose uh, food science and technology if i would have done some investigation into it i would have found out that there's a lot of prac work in it and and i really found it prac work very difficult and didn't like it very interesting so first of all thank you so much i think you just started off with being so honest that how you failed your final year and then you had that 
the confidence and that that you liked biology, you liked the technology and you wanted to get into it. And you've also admitted that without any prep work, you just went into it and you just sort of followed what you felt like you might like at that point in time, which is all okay. I think sometimes that's how we learn. But from your own experiences, I think you have given us, our listeners across the globe who are right now probably on the verge of making a choice that it's really important to sit down and do the prep work as you just told us, you know, that what it can lead to. And specifically when it is very, when we are taking very important decisions now, but having said that, I also want to say that your journey is unique. And because it happened that way, Ralph, I think we have you here so that you can share your wisdom, whatever you learn from your journey with our listeners and myself today. So from there, when you thought of going to food technology and you started learning that, studying that, after that, how did you get your first job? Because I think this was something you thought you liked, but that's probably that's not how it went, right? Uh, well, um, it was interesting because parents have a have a significant influence on their children, what they do. And there was a job that came up when I was finishing, which was a trainee supervisor at quite a large company, a food company. And I knew it wasn't right for me. I knew that I wasn't wanting to do supervision. And but my mum was talk talked me into it. She said, "Look, they'll train you and and whatever else she said at the time." And and I applied for it and I got the job. But it, like about nine months later, I I was hating the job. It was a lot of physical work plus plant food plants. But also it was um, I was really only shadowing. I was never I never they didn't just say here um, here's your plant. You you supervise these people. I didn't get to that stage. But I was just shadowing people and and eventually they caught up with me and just sort of said, look, you know, we don't think you you could do, you can be a supervisor. And they organised for me to attend a, a psychological battery of testing and which took uh, most of the day, actually. It's quite um, comprehensive. Then when I went back uh, to them the following week to review the results, um, it was pretty obvious to me that IT was a, I had a strong aptitude for it. And that um, that really I, I didn't have much of an aptitude for, for food technology. And as I drove away, I can still remember I was driving away thinking somehow I'm going to get into IT. I don't know. It was, I guess it was just the, um, uh, the, res- the results, the results that, that, no, it was the, the results that, that, uh, that talked me into it. Right. You know, you know um, Ralph, what's so beautiful right now that you have shared something which a lot of people dread sharing with even with themselves which is you know that your supervisor came up and they told you upfront that they see they think that you might be fit for another sort of job but not the one that you're doing at that point in time so before we move and then ask you the questions that i'm really interested to ask you in your journey i like to stop here kind of pause and ask this question that how did you deal with that particular conversation like when that happened how did you feel and deal with that because being in that situation someone saying this to your face I mean you do know that yes you might lack something but having to you know go through the situation in a professional setting it's very demotivating how did you deal with that actually I, um, 
Um, I, I actually lied to the guy. The guy said to me, I don't think you can do it, the, the, the production manager. And I, I just lied and said, I think what I thought I could. And he's like, okay, we'll organise a, a week for you to team lead a, a, in a plant. But then he must have spoken to other, maybe a senior manager or, or a HR person who then obviously decided, well, no, we'll give him this psychological battery of tests uh, instead. Yeah. When, I came, when I found that out, that I was better suited to IT and that the other thing wasn't good, that it wasn't going to, you know, supervision wasn't right for me, I had a meeting with the HR person and a senior manager and I didn't wait for them to tell me. I just said to them, you know, I pre- basically pulled the pin I because I, I, I could see it was hopeless and... And they were good about it. They they said, look, you can stay on in this role for as long as you want and, and this other role for as long as you want. I was doing sort of a quality testing role. And, and that allowed me to transition into IT. This is, this is a really interesting, you know, piece of story over here, Ralph, because I think the number of situations that take place in our life and you sharing one of the situations, which was a bit tricky, but... You know, that was a good learning point for you at that point in time. And for a lot of us who are listening to us right this right now, you know, that now you might know that it that it's it's really good for your own sake that you understand that what you are really inclined towards and probably try that out. And I think, as I am saying, your journey is your journey. And I love that you're owning up to it and you're sharing it with us. And probably that's how you went ahead. And then you experimented with something that you had liking towards, which was IT. From there, I would like to know that how did you transition into a career counselor? You felt that IT was something that you liked, but then we just into career counselling. Just before we do, I'll just mention one thing. So for people who don't know what they want to do, I think a career assessment is um, a good option. There are free ones around online you can find and others that don't cost too much. And it can help a person who doesn't know what they want to do to become better aware of their interests. For most people, especially in Australia, interest is what drives uh, a person's occupational choice. For some people, it's values, like I want to make a lot of money or I don't want to work weekends or I want a job close to home or I want to um, help disadvantaged people. I think I'll become a social worker. So, But for most people, interests and for some people, values. In, in something like Hong Kong, it's quite different. It's, um, it's, it's uh, I want, how, how can I make more money? Which which uh, occupation will give me allow me to make a lot of money? And some people... This, when I did my careers education and development graduate diploma, some people, they talked about two ways of choosing, judging and picking. And judging is where you might look at a whole list of occupations, you make a short list, you go into detail, looking online for information, you speak to people, you eventually make a decision. Whereas picking is just like, oh, I think I know what it's like to be a hairdresser, I want to be a hairdresser. And there's no right or wrong. It's not. It's just a different way that people choose to make make a choice. And I remember one client I had not long ago. She she was waiting. She was very spiritual, spiritual, and she was waiting for a sign like in a dream for, to tell her what to do. You know. So everyone has a different. But yeah, to get back to now, your um, how did I transition into career counselling? Yeah. Okay. I had a workplace injury overuse using the keyboard. I did um, a lot of treatment. I found out a whole lot of things. Eventually, it took years, I, I got back into 
the work, but then had a further issue with it. And eventually I decided, look, I have to choose something else. And I was looking in the paper in those days, job ads in the paper, and I was looking at things like um, car salesmen and real estate sales. And I realised that wasn't right for me, but I didn't know what else to look at. I saw this job for an employment consultant. And because I'd gone through career transition when I'd left the organisation I spent 18 years at in IT, skilled me up on job search and and networking, how to access the job market, uh, cover letters, the whole thing. I sort of found that very interesting and that's what interested me in the employment consultant role. And I rang them, but they thought I was some sort of job seeker and they put me onto Centrelink. And when I spoke to Centrelink, they said, because you've got a disability, we'll send you to disability employment uh, provider. So I went there and they went through all the admin and then they said to me, what do you, have you got any idea what you wanted to do? And and so I pulled out this ad, this uh, employment consultant ad, and they had someone else there who had worked in disability employment. She came and had a chat with me and and that's what interested me then. I sort of found a real, I, I'd worked, I sat next to someone in IT who had who was in a wheelchair and uh, when I wasn't in a normal role because of my injury, I was actually looking after someone, well, part of my role was looking after someone who had an aneurysm and was needing some help. So I sort of used that to help me. Uh, so I ended up a disability employment consultant. That's how I did it. And from that, my interest as a disability employment consultant I then did the the graduate diploma in in, um, careers education and development. There are such amazing takeaways from your journey, Ralph. I like one thing very particularly, and I want to highlight this, that your never giving up attitude, despite of all odds that you have faced so far, and I hope that you're doing well out there, you are still there in the game and you're trying new things. You're experimenting with new different avenues that you had never thought of. Something that you picked on in the career that you really wanted, which was IT during your IT career that you had. You picked few things and according to the situation that you had with your health, you try to gain the best out of whatever was possible for you you tried from your end and you got something that you that really helped you fall in love with the career so first of all thank you so much Ralph for everyone who's listening to us I think this is the first takeaway that you must have that you know never give up attitude find the most optimum solution in the given situation that you have and you will eventually be able to pull out experiences that you have had so far in any of the fields that you have worked and put into those transferable skills into a, a new career where you want to go ahead. So thank you so much for you know taking us through your journey. But we have just arrived at how you became the career counselor. So now you have your own practice, your own business. Would you like to talk us through? Yeah, sure. I, I should mention just to to uh, some the, the key word that you're you're what you're talking about now is persistence and That's I right. think that persist persistence is very important for people it's much more important than intelligence you know you don't have to be intelligent to do a university degree you just need to be persistent well what happened was I was working as a as a disability employment consultant 
and after uh, I did about how many I did uh, a few years and and I changed company a few times and the work started to become very the, the level of management was pretty poor the work became very um, bureaucratic uh, a lot of paperwork the government because you've got a contract with the government and there's a lot of paperwork involved and eventually I uh, just didn't want to do it anymore and so I looked around to see what else I could do and spoke with someone in careers as an experienced lady. And she said, why don't you do occupational rehab, rehabilitation, working with people with T in work cover or TAC injuries. And she said, you'll be working with professionals anyway. I ended up investigating. I spoke to a couple of people. I got a job in it. and But I found it was totally different to what I thought. Um, it was all report writing. Here I was not wanting to do a lot of typing and suddenly I'm in a job but it's all report writing. Anyway, I managed to to survive the job for 20 months before I it, it offended my values, the way in which um, people were uh, treated in that area and uh, looked around for something else. Uh, I, I quit without another job to go to because uh, I couldn't stand it any longer. I was working very long hours trying to do all these reports. So I ended up getting a job with a company that supported my future which is Australia's careers uh, website and I updated the labour market information and then once that finished uh, it was just a 15-month contract decided I wanted to get into career counselling at a university and what I did was I I had a mentor from the Association of Australia who was working at a university who helped me and she suggested I join the National Association of, it's called NAGCAS, National Association of Graduate um, Advi Career Advisory Services. And I went along to their professional development functions. And one of the people I met there, so it was networking, when I went, uh, had coffee with them because they were a science career counsellor and I was going for a job as a science career counsellor. I didn't get that job, but then a job came up where this girl worked and she must have put in a good word for me. And I worked in Monash for 10 months, which was... Uh, I can definitely vouch for this. So I think working in the renowned universities in in Australia is something that it's a very well reputed, I would say so. And career counseling is taken very seriously in universities in Australia. And I being on one end of the receiving end of it, I can say that it is a very useful service that the universities provide. So I'm very sure that when you were the one providing the career counseling services, the students must have really, really taken really good direction out of it and went, went ahead. So on that note, now that we know your amazing story, Ralph, you know, starting off from your food technology to IT, successful IT career to kind of, you know, navigating through the uncertain situations and yet, you know, coming into a profession that really resonated with you to coming to this place where you have your own practice Practice, coaching practice now we would love to hear top three tips that you want to tell us for our audiences that when they're looking out for job they must not do these three things because I'm sure they will get to read a lot in your book that what they should be doing so let us kind of sum up this episode with what they should not be doing People include everything in their cover letter that they've ever done in their lives, their working lives, whereas really they just need to include what is relevant for the job they're applying for. That's one thing. Second thing is poorly answered 
key selection criteria. A lot of people uh, don't write them very well. And yeah, so that's the second thing. And if they use the STAR technique, which is a STAR model, which is um, situation, task, action, result. I'll say that again, situation, task, action, and result. It's the STAR model for answering those sort of questions. I think then they would have a better chance of finding work. Uh, the other thing people don't do is they don't access the hidden job market. It's about 20% of all jobs. And they're sitting there on their computers. It's very easy to send off applications to jobs that are on Seek or whatever, or whichever. Knocking on, uh, contacting employers, contacting friends, relatives, ex-colleagues who may know of a job which might come up is more challenging but can give you an edge because most people don't do it, so it gives you a higher chance. Whereas online, uh, you've got hundreds of people responding to, to a job ad. It's uh, very challenging. Thank you so much, Ralph. Uh, those three points were amazing. And I think it's really important to know what not to do because that, those are the few things that everyone does. And for everyone who's listening to us today, I'm sure that you want to know a bit more about Ralph because of his unique personality that he has brought through today. I'm really, I'm really so happy to know his journey and he's been so honest and candid throughout the episode. If you want to connect with him, read more about him, I will leave his LinkedIn link on the, in the show notes below. So... Thank you so much, Ralph, for being on my first step ever. And I always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that they resonate with. Yeah, I did look one up. Nothing is permanent about our behavior patterns except our belief that they are so. Wow, this is so profound. I think someone really needs to kind of sit down, listen to this quote again and again and really understand to the core of what it really means. Thank you so much, Ralph, for being on my first step ever. It was a pleasure to chat with you and to really understand your perspective and the challenges, the way that you have faced them. And you bring such a positive and a calm vibe when I'm speaking to you. And I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to make it. So thank you so much for being on my first step ever. Um, it's a real pleasure, Ashani. Thank you. Um, I've enjoyed it. It's interesting for me to reflect on my career as well. One thing I would say is that on my shop page, careergenie.net.au, as it's in careergenie, G-E-N-I-E, careergenie.net.au, backslash shop I've got some free two free giveaways one is how to write cover letters one is just my some career thoughts you can actually buy my book also if you desire um, through that website as well amazing so if you're interested I will leave the link below as well in the podcast show notes and even the YouTube uh, description so thank you so much again Ralph for being on my first step ever and until next time start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself if you're still glued together on this episode thank you so much I really appreciate that and if you really want to hear more such stories from around the globe then subscribe to my first step ever podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify whichever platform you prefer Please do give ratings and please do write your comments and you can directly reach out to me on my first step ever underscore IN. That's my Instagram handle. A little about myself. I have always loved performing on stage, acting, speaking and just emoting myself. 
So I use these mediums different ways so that I can connect with people, help them, empower them, infotain them, which is to inform them and entertain them. If you would like to collaborate for any opportunities, more than welcome to connect with me on my Instagram handle. Thank you.